welcome back. We are back with our podcast, which is called Roswell. (laughs) My sister made me view it. My sister made me view it. This is our podcast that we have named this. It's never been anything else. (laughs) Is this our first time recording since we've come up with the final name? Yes. Yes, we've, Quip- we've, we've come up with two other names and we, for various reasons, decided against them. So, again, apologies if you're listening to a previous episode and you're just like, wait, what did they say the name of this was? Forget it. it it's like it never happened. <laughs> it's time to gaslight girl boss gatekeep you guys into forgetting the name of our previous podcasts. There we go. But yes, this is the TV edition of My Sister Made Me View It. We are watching Roswell, the original Roswell, WB slash CW slash whatever it was back in the day. We are covering for this episode, season one, episode 12, Into the Woods. Into the... Nope. (laughs) Well, that's going to be a challenge this whole episode. (laughs) I knew. I could have written that down on a piece of paper and opened it up and (laughs) said, this is what Megan will say or sing. (laughs) But, uh... I got some stuff right in my predictions for this. You did. So Megan's predictions said that they would literally walk into the woods to get clues. And then she says, where are the forests in Roswell, New Mexico? Oh, will you Google Fraser Woods and see if that's a real place in Roswell? Yes, I will. Or New Mexico or whatever. She also guessed Max and Liz would get back together. She guessed that Michael and Maria would get back together. And she guessed that Isabel and Alex would be back together and that the sheriff might find out the truth all right well uh google's given me three hits for fraser woods in canada so it looks like there's one in michigan it looks like there's a fraser woods just outside vancouver and there is a fraser woods school in connecticut so unfortunately i don't think there's anything like that in new mexico however how did you spell it f-a-r-s-i-e-r but then google said nope none of those exist here's f-r-a-s-e-r however as i'm zooming in on new mexico there is a fraser mountain with a z no with an s oh okay Uh, all the subtitles said it had a z oh okay where is roswell it's in new mexico I cracked a joke being like, are there any uh, woods in New Mexico? There are. There are a couple different national forests there. Wow, but doesn't seem like there's a lot too close to it. Although there is the Mescalero Reservation, which uh, seems to be the closest to Roswell in the Lincoln National Forest. So maybe that's where they were headed. But no, I, I, I do not think Fraser Woods is a real place. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to give them artistic license on this one about a, a TV show about aliens. They, I guess, have some leeway when it comes to made-up stuff. How's that? They're using a real town, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, guys, this episode uh, is a camping episode. Uh, just here's a brief, brief overview for what this episode holds. Is there was a potential alien sighting in the woods 
by Roswell, whatever woods those are. And it's kind of a race to see who can get there first to figure out the truth. if it's a real, yeah, if it's a, the true, whatever, thingy. Um, yeah, apparently so the truth is out there. Somewhere. Our favorite band of kids use the father-kid campout as to why they will be in the woods. And so everyone is, we get to meet everybody's dads. It's great. Uh-huh. But that's that's the brief overview. So... Megan, do you want to list off at the beginning how many inappropriate moments there were? Uh, probably just like three. <laughs> uh, the big one was that, okay, so Kyle's dad, Sheriff Valenti, is like, I'm not going on the camping trip. I'll tell your football coach to look out for you. Um, and when Kyle shows up to get on the bus, his football coach says, oh, Valenti, looks like you and I are bunking together this weekend. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, coach inappropriate. <laughs> uh, Liz's dad went through her stuff because he suspected she was doing drugs. And I feel like Sheriff Valenti had one. Oh, yeah, he followed the teenage kids away from their campsite <laughs> and followed them creepily through the woods. Uh, for science. For science. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's what I got. This episode will probably date us, but... Opening scene, Liz is at the restaurant at the cafe, and she sneezes into her hands. Twice. Twice. Pulls out the echinacea in a little baggie, which of course looks like drugs. Takes some, doesn't wash her hands, and goes out onto the floor to serve food. Here's a reason why. she sneezes again. What? She sneezes again. Like, oh, it's gross. Like, she's clearly wiping her nose. And there's a sign that says employees must wash their hands. And here's the thing. We're just coming off the 2020 pandemic. And I had the heebie-jeebies through the entire first few episodes because all I could think of were germs, 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 germs. I get my second shot this week. (gasps) Congratulations. Pretty excited. I have a work meeting the exact day after, but it's a Zoom meeting, so I think I'll still make it. Awesome. Um, when I got my second shot, I'd scheduled it on a Thursday. That was just the first day that I could go get the second shot. Mm-hmm. And my boss was just kind of joking. He's just like, oh, you should have you should have uh, scheduled it for Friday because I hear the second, you know, second shot is pretty bad and you'll just be really tired at work. And he was joking about it. But like internally, I just went, I'll show you. I'm going to come to work and be the most cheerful into it like employee you've ever had like how dare you tell me i'm gonna be sick i did not feel super great but it was it was fine yeah i had someone be like um maybe you should get the meeting rescheduled and i'm like no no i'm a solidly built girl i don't think this will be an issue for me (laughs) so we'll see if my hubris uh casts me down if the gods will strike me for my uh, extreme arrogance and confidence, but I'm like, yeah, come and get me. I just have a whole a whole case of electrolyte drinks I'm going to drink the day of. Anyway, Perfect. back to Roswell. Back to Roswell. So um, Maria is on a kick of, we don't need men. Nobody needs men. We're going to just go out and live our best lives. And she has a fake belly button ring. And anyways, she... Uh, Liz Liz steals it and pretends to have a nose piercing and gives her dad a little mini heart attack. And because I, 
We meet Liz's dad this episode. We've met him before. Did we? Was he in the grandma got run over by a reindeer episode? Yes. Okay. And I think it was the same actor, but hold on. Let me check. Do you mind if we hold just for a Not second? At all. Hold. Okay. So it is the same actor from from that one. So so here's here's a little trivia. Liz's dad has not changed, but the Evans's parents, the Evans's dad, has been recast. I love Liz's dad because I feel like a lot of times in in like teen shows, the parents are written as like so far in one direction just to like really make them stand out. And Liz's dad is super sweet. Like he really just wants to spend time with his daughter. He realizes that she's getting older. And he just wants to spend time with her. And it seems like they have a good relationship. He doesn't... He's having a hard time with a privacy issue. <laughs> respecting her privacy. Okay, that sounded... A, okay, hold on. Well, he does, like, walk into her room without knocking. Um, and she's like, no, Dad, it's it's okay. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's having a hard time realizing that Liz is her own person. Mm-hmm. But he's trying. You can tell he's yeah. trying. He's not just like... Well, it's always been this way, and why can't it keep being this way? Like, he is open to, you know, doing things differently. And so at one point when he thinks Liz and Maria are dealing drugs to each other, instead of, like, forbidding his daughter to ever see Maria again or, you know, say, no, Maria can't come with us on the camping trip, he's like, no, this will be a great opportunity for us to talk and get things figured out because, you know, he just he wants to be part of her life. And I just really, really like her dad, I think he's very sweet. He gives me Charlie Swan vibes. If you divided Charlie Swan into two people and all of his goodness was one dad and all of his copness was another dad, <laughs> you would have Sheriff Valenti and Liz's dad. Yeah. What's Liz's last name? Evans. Nope. Parker. Nope. Parker. Yep. So there is going to be a big camping <gasps> trip. What? <laughs> I've connected two dots. <laughs> You've connected nothing. <laughs> See how I said you split Charlie Swan in half? So the letter S, if you go three letters up the alphabet, it's P. And if you go three letters down the alphabet, it's V. They literally are equidistant. <laughs> I've connected the dots. <laughs> okay, no coincidences. Or is it? Or is it? So uh, there have been reports around town that there's been a bright flash of light. It's been corroborated by several sources, and Sheriff Valenti is super freaking out. I guess he's kind of freaking out. He's just like, we've got to get there first. We got, how, what does he call the FBI agents? Phoebe's. Phoebe's. It's like, we got to get there before the Phoebe's. And so he's interviewing people who have seen it. And he's just like ready to jump on this and to get proof. And Max's boss is super excited about this because it's also, you know, proof that this isn't a hoax and that they can finally have evidence of there being alien life. And so Isabel, Max, and Michael are starting to jump on the hype train too because they're like, we could make contact with these people and find basically our people jumping in again with the the names in the show are too similar with liz and isabel Uh liz and is and then max and michael and maria 
Sorry, it's a, it's a, it's an old. This is the hill you're gonna die. It's on. an old tale of anguish, but I don't think it'll get sanded down anytime soon. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Emily, I don't know if you can see me yawning, and listeners, I don't know how much is getting picked up on the microphone. I am awake. It's a, it's a Sunday morning. I've just been doing a lot of late nights recently. Ugh. Personal sidebar. I have to move, and I'm really sad oh, about yeah. it. My landlady selling my apartment, and I just have to go. I've lived here for three years, and I just have to leave. I'm very sad. I'll help you look for apartments after this. How's that? Okay, great. <laughs> okay. All right, back to Roswell. Back to Roswell. Sorry, guys. We are on just so tangenty today. Thank you for sticking with us. We super appreciate you. Maria is trying to pull Liz onto the train of let's go meet all the boys and let's forget Michael and let's forget Max and let's just live up our lives. And and Liz is still sort of looking longingly over at, at Max and, and she sees him go into the eraser room and they're like, who is Max going into the eraser room with? If you guys remember what the eraser room is, it's the makeout spot in Roswell High. Uh, and he's joined in there by Michael. And they're just like, what is going on? Maria makes a bit, Maria says uh, some shade there. She makes a little bit of a homophobic joke, which is rude. She's like, oh, no wonder Max can't make a commitment because he and Boo. Michael in the race room together. So Maria, I'm thumbsing down everything Maria does this episode. I think she... Really? Yeah. I was not, I was not happy with Maria's subline. Of, we don't need any men at all. Men are terrible. And I was like, no. Hey. Did you never go through that phase as a high schooler? Listen, my whole life has been that phase. But <laughs> you don't just, I don't know. I, I think it was in character, though. I just was like, no, sweetheart. No, live your life without defining yourself by your relationship to men. Don't let your anger about how these dudes are treating you define you as a person. And also, don't don't sexualize yourself, Maria. <laughs> oh, yes, she has invested in a, I'm going to call it a wonder bra. That's not what it is, but it's basically a, a padded gel bra that has Aqua all the bra. boys in all the halls, all the extras. They have been instructed to stare at her boobs and everybody does the whole scene. People just like look by and the boys are just craning their neck and staring at her giant old knockers. So they weren't even that big. <laughs> Says the girl with back problems. As, as someone who breasts boobily down the stairs every day of my life. <laughs> they look nice though. <laughs> so... Isabel is on her way to also meet Max and Michael in the eraser room, but she is waylaid by Alex, who is wanting to ask her on a date. And this was my most surprising scene because I was waiting for Isabel to be kind of the jerk that she has been through the whole series so far. And he asks her to this really, Megan, forgive me, this really snotty art film. <laughs> no offense here. Um... And she's like, oh, actually, I know that 
no, I'm not, we're not going to do that. And, and that doesn't sound great. And he's like, oh, okay. And she's like, but we could go to a regular movie. Like she kind of leads him on for a minute to, that she's just absolutely not interested in him at all. And then she suggests an alternative and he's like, oh, that sounds great. And I was just very pleased because Isabel has just kind of been painted as this really uptight, awful, popular, mean girl. And there's more to her than that. Wait a second. Is her name Isabel? Yes. Are you saying she has the exact same name as her character in Grey's Anatomy? Probably. Isabel Stevens. Hang on. And she's Isabel Evans here. Have I not put these dots together yet? (laughs) Did you not connect these two dots? I feel like I have. Listeners, I'm sorry if I if you're like, yeah, Megan, you literally talked about that last episode. Um, but I am deep in the throes of a Grey's Anatomy rewatch right now because I like having dramas with a million episodes playing so I can listen to them while I clean up storyboards. And uh, yeah, I cannot believe that they would name her Isabel Stevens when she just played Isabel on Roswell. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm tangenting some more. Emily, you're going to have to work really hard to keep me pulled back onto the straight and narrow so we can get this episode done in a conceivably polite amount of time. (laughs) I can do that. All right. Back to you, Em. (laughs) All right. Also, I love Alex, but he's supposed to be the smart one of the bunch, and he cannot remember to not say the word alien. (laughs) Like, he asked Isabel if aliens enjoy cinema, and she's like, Alex and he's like oh yeah the a word and later on the episode Maria still calls them Czechoslovakians which is a perfectly acceptable you know substitution (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna say he needs to practice uh substituting in Czechoslovakia yep Alex is handing out flyers to advertise the father child camping trip because he's failing PE um okay I have opinions about PE teachers that fail you based on your athletic performance. I think it's rude. And I think, okay, yeah, that's inappropriate. No, um, <laughs> I was watching uh, Prince's Diaries with some friends the other week for my friend's birthday. We all got on Discord and then we all watched the movie together. It was fun. So I attended my first virtual birthday party. Um, but <laughs> the PE teacher there too, like Mia tries in class all the time. And the teacher's like, oh, I don't want to fail you. You have to actually hit the ball. And I'm like, PE should 100% be graded on effort and not skill. Anyway, so when Alex was like, yeah, I have a C in PE, I'm like, does he have good attendance? Does he participate in the class? Good. Don't grade kids on athleticism. (laughs) Some of them are our weaklings <laughs> who try who try <laughs> he has handed out these flyers and max and michael and isabel are discussing how they're going to get to the forest to also check out the sighting without it being suspicious and they realize they can go camping at least isabel and max can go camping with their dad <laughs> and michael's like well i guess i'm out then <laughs> okay listen that's not, that's not funny. That's not funny. Like, clearly they wanted this to be an episode about dads. So we could have Liz and, and Max and Iz and everybody's dads out in the woods together for this this thing. But I'm just thinking about the logistics of promoting a father 
camping trip for high schoolers. And that, you know, we run up against the problem in the episode, like Maria does not have a dad, period. And, uh, you know, Michael has uh, his like horrible situation with his foster dad. And there are some kids who like, if their dads don't want to go, but the kids do, like, that's not fair. And thankfully, Maria, for some reason, the school's like, oh, it's okay for Maria to count Liz's dad as her dad for the purposes of this trip. Could um, Mr. Evans not count Michael as his child for the purposes of this trip? It was sad. It was it was a sad setup for a fun episode. My college that I went to would have Mother's Week. And I remember that. Yeah, and so, like, Mom came up and visited me a couple times, and it was great, but I remember talking to one of my friends, like, right after Mother's Week had happened, and her mom had recently passed away. And I, you know, was just like, oh, man, that's that's got to be really, really tough. Why do, why do they have, like, why can't they have, like, a parents' week instead mm-hmm. of, like, this is specific, because they didn't have a dad's week that I remembered. Mm-hmm. I think it was just Mother's Week. And I don't remember that happening later on in the time that I was I was up there so yeah but yeah logistically it would be tough this is why this is why inclusivity is important because if you're just Mm -hmm. like oh yeah everybody's got a dad and then you like what about this Disney character what about this Disney character what about this Disney character (laughs) sorry I say Disney character I mean like real life people we're like families there are a whole bunch of different ways to have a family and Mm -hmm. I don't know. This was a maybe a camping trip that could have been framed in a different light, but worked out for the story purposes that they had for this episode. Mm-hmm. And for all his bravado, Michael does want a dad because we see a scene with him and his his foster dad where Michael has is cooking. Well, Michael is feeding himself dinner, which is cereal, but there's no milk, and because his foster dad hasn't bought any, and his foster dad's like, just use beer. You know, just not to be, he's not trying to be funny. He's legitimately just like, why aren't you using beer? Like, that's Mm -hmm. basically what I would do. Uh, It was funny, though. So I was just eating handfuls of dry cereal this morning because I also (laughs) have no milk. (laughs) I also have no beer, but I never have beer. Anyway, and so it's just funny that, like... (laughs) I'm tossing back handfuls of honey bunches of oats. And then Michael sits down and his dad's like, that's not a meal. And I'm like, okay, Mr. Judgy, some of us just like eating dry cereal. So we see this scene with his really terrible foster dad. And then River Dog shows up and explains to Michael that the sighting is real. It's not a hoax. And later as Michael is talking with Max and Isabel, he lets them know that he believes that River Dog is actually their dad because he knows everything about them. He knows how, he knew how to fix him when he was sick. He thinks that he's Nacedo in disguise and he's really banking on this to be true. Like you can tell he's very hopeful about it. And obviously um, Isabel and Max are immediately like, no, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> I'm like, guys, let him have this. Yeah. We get to see another father-son dynamic, which is oh, yeah. Kyle and the sheriff, which seems to be 
history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny. Sorry, you just said that uh, Michael really wants a dad. And I thought of this joke and I'm like, do you know who else wants a dad? It's Kyle. Because <laughs> <laughs> his dad is work first, alien problem first, above absolutely everything. That everything else that his son, you know, wants to do. It's sad. Yeah. So Kyle shows up to the sheriff's station during school one day and during the hubbub of, of, you know, a lot of other news stations are slowly picking up this sighting, like uh, big national news outlets. And so well, he's trying to figure... Oh, go ahead. The, sorry. The reason that those other news stations are picking it up is he had one of the people who saw the sighting, the sheriff had him in his office and was trying to grill him on like, what did you see? Give me the details. And the guy's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can't really... Mm, I don't know. And he's not you know, forthcoming with any information. And like, you know, he doesn't have to. This isn't an actual crime, legal issue, whatever. And then the sheriff is throwing a hissy fit uh, a few scenes later because this guy who wouldn't give the sheriff anything in his interview um, has gone on to like give media interviews instead. I mean, he's going to get paid that way. So uh, I don't blame him. And Sheriff Kyle's- Valenti, no one sees me as a trustworthy authority figure. Eh. <laughs> yeah, he's really mad in this scene. So, yeah. And Kyle showed up because he has a free period. Um, Which his dad forgot about and yeah. berates him for skipping school. Because Kyle wants to go with his dad to buy a tent. Um, so they can go on the father's the father kid camping trip together, and Kyle's like, "We need a new tent, Dad." Oh, uh, I love Kyle. Kyle's my favorite, and I'm so sad I have to watch Kyle slowly turn into a supervillain over the course of this series. I don't want Kyle to be a supervillain. One thing I found, so watching this as a, I say a kid. So I watched this 20 years ago. Did you? At that age. Did you watch it? I okay, I didn't, actually... I didn't watch this actual episode, okay? <laughs> I'm saying, why are you calling me out like this? <laughs> because you are making me view this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm saying. All right, I'm good. Keep going. Okay. I'm saying, now watching this as an adult, I feel a little bit more for the sheriff because there's a lot going on there. His family legacy is very complicated when it comes to aliens and his dad. Okay, I see your face. I know, that was me making a face at the sheriff, not a face at you. Okay. Um, He's also the sheriff of a notoriously alien-infested town where kind of he's i don't know if he's a joke sheriff or if like the rest of new mexico is just like oh you're the sheriff of roswell you arrest aliens all the time like he wants to do a good job at Uh his job but he has too many personal vendettas anyways my thoughts about this are balancing family and work is very difficult because your family Mm -hmm. should come first but you have to work to support your family. Mm-hmm. So where's that balance? And it's different for everybody, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Megan, I love how you have described yourself in the past. 
I am one of the dads from a 90s film that needs to get transformed into something magical to learn a lesson about working too hard. And it just hasn't happened yet. (laughs) I am the dad from the beginning of Hook and the beginning of Jack Frost and the beginning of, um, what's that other one? Oh, no, I had a really good example. It was Hook, Jack Frost, not Flubber. That's a different host of problems. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. That's a problem I have in my real life. So would you be a Valenti in no. Roswell? No, I, no. <laughs> because I, once I had kids, I will be responsible enough to love and care for them. Nice. Nice. One of the other things going on in this episode is that um, people are hiding the way they feel about other people. The Santa Claus. That was the movie I couldn't remember. <laughs> nice. That's a, that's an excellent one. I think two out of those three, three out of the four that you mentioned were Robin Williams. No. No, that's Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Sorry, guys. The three I mentioned were Robin Williams, Bruce Willis, and Tim Allen. I had a... a, You said Flubber. A Flubber as an alternate, but that, yeah. yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire maybe might consider that as well, but I think that's a different situation. (laughs) Maria has told Max and Michael that she and Liz are going out with college students to cover up the fact that they really miss their alien friends. Isabel has to cancel with Alex, has to cancel the movie, going to the movie with Alex because they're going on a camping trip. And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. We have to go. My dad's making us go, even though that's a big old lie. And then Alex says, oh, yeah, I was going to have to cancel anyway because my dad's coming too. His dad looks like the dad from Coraline. That's what he looks (laughs) like. This actor's great. This actor's amazing, but he's he shows up in like a tweed suit and is like, "Are you sure it's safe to go camping?" Like, you can tell Alex is not athletically inclined, um, and neither is his father, and they're adorable together. Okay, okay. I was hoping it was going to be Tom Hanks because that's <laughs> that's the actor's real dad, but we didn't get that. You do not have to be extremely athletic to go I camping. I know that. I sorry. I know that you know this. Um, but everyone's pitching camping as if it's like the most extreme, dangerous of physical activities. And I'm like, well, you're not going river rafting. You're not going rock climbing. You guys are just going to be hanging out in the woods for two days. Like the hardest part is setting up a tent and you're going to have 50 dads who are going to be like, oh, oh, let me help you out there. (laughs) Um, You just stand back and look like lost and they're just like, I'll do it. (laughs) Yeah, it was very interesting whenever somebody was like, oh, camping, ah, and I'm like, camping's fun, camping's chill, just bring uh, bring at least two more jackets than you think you need and you'll be great. I want to go camping, the- I want to go fishing, I miss fishing. You're very good at it. Emily, do you think we could go fishing next time I come home to visit Utah? Yes, don't come in the winter though, oh, I'm I- not going ice fishing. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but yes, you come, we'll go fishing. Yay! Um... <laughs> When our family moved back to Utah, we were like, we're going to go camping all the time. So our parents bought us the biggest tent I've ever seen in my life. Biggest tent. Nine person tent. 
Yeah. Oh, P.S. If you guys have never been camping before and you're going to go with like three friends, do not buy a three-person tent because a three-person tent is literally only big enough for three people to lie side by side. There's no room for your stuff. However many people are going camping, get the next size up. When I say our parents bought us a tent, it's like a 10-foot high tent, old canvas, three rooms, it's yeah. like 16 feet long. There are rooms inside the tent that you can like zip up and zip down inside. It's wonderful. And we use it. It's just so heavy. It's so heavy to carry. And I think the first time we actually tried to use it as a family, we drove for like two or three hours to this camping spot and realized we hadn't brought the pulse. <laughs> so we had to tie it up in a tree. I didn't remember that. It was, it was a ward camping trip and we okay. just didn't have poles. So nice. anyways. So yeah, camping's not hard if you are prepared. So that's fair. I'll grant, I'll grant that. But yeah, if you guys have never been camping in the mountains, bring extra layers because it gets so cold. The first time I went camping, camping with like a bunch of friends, mm-hmm. I brought like a set of shorts and like a little shirt and a very, very, not very warm not a very warm sleeping bag i was awake the whole night because i was so cold i couldn't fall asleep okay i went on a uh a church activity camp group where it was a young adults activity so like we're all grown-ups we just all like all met at the campsite and um, i got so cold that i actually left the tent and i went to go sleep in my car and I would turn on the car long enough to like get the heat going and I would heat up the whole car and then I would snuggle up in my clothes and fall asleep again until I woke up from being freezing and I just <laughs> kept repeating that till morning because uh, I had just come straight from work to go to the campsite and I had left my sleeping bag at home uh-huh. and I was just like, I just have blankets, it'll be fine. It was not fine, but it was not fine. I got up nice and early in the morning and was first around the fire and... Had tinfoil breakfast. Yum. Also, another tangent. You guys, we're just going to name this episode the tangent episode. The tangent episode. Um, so I took that big giant tent we had um, on also a, a, an, a, an a single adult camp out. And so many people showed up to this campsite without a tent, just expecting that they would get to stay with someone who had brought a tent. Don't do that to people. Don't show up and expect other people to make up for your shortcomings. If you honestly forgot it, great. That happens to the best of us. But if you show up going, does anybody have an extra sleeping bag? Does anybody have this? Does any... It's not... (sighs) Anyways, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. But anyways, I brought the whole tent. And luckily, I had enough room to fit a bunch of other people who hadn't brought a tent. But I'm like, no, that's not cute. That's not a way to meet people. That's a way for everyone to see how dumb you are. <laughs> and they don't want you in the apocalypse. Uh, I have feelings about this. Don't make other people do your work for you. Anyways. <laughs> I forgot. Liz and Maria don't know that Isabel and Max are going on this trip. And so they have spun this big giant web about them going to dinner to a very expensive dinner with these college guys that they met and they show up to get on the bus and they see the Evans family. <laughs> they, anyway, Maria's just like, we'll make up all this stuff and we'll tell them that the college guys had midterms and da 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 And Liz is just like, it's hard enough keeping track of one life. I cannot have fa- multiple fantasy lives. But they get on the bus and surprise, surprise, 
Valenti shows up. The sheriff shows up. But guess what? It's not because he loves his son. It's because he wants to figure out what Max Evans and Isabel Evans are going to do about the alien sighting. Rude. Super rude. Like, so rude. (laughs) It's a small town, and the Evans dad, the Parker dad, and Valenti dad all know each other, so they all have everyone camp out close to each other, which has got to be super awkward because Liz used to date Kyle, and now she's kind of dating Max, but not really. And anyways. Yeah. Anyways, it's just... Yep. Anyways. It's a, it's, yeah, it's rough for him, but he's like, I'm going to be a good dad. I'm going to, uh, it's, it's funny that Liz has a moment earlier on in the episode where she's like, listen, he's like a great dad, but he's, I don't remember exactly how she phrases it, but she's like, I just want a dad for like five minutes at a time, a couple times a week. And that's it. (laughs) I forgot to write down one of their powers for the week. Uh, so everyone's set up and they're just having a good time. And some of the guys and the dads are playing poker with like nickels and quarters and dimes. And, oh my. And <laughs> Megan, do you want to explain to me the rules of poker? No, I cannot. I have been in exactly <laughs> one poker game. Um, it was at Jess's mocktail party, Jess and Jade's mocktail mm-hmm. party, like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting at the poker table and I'm like, what are we're playing with M&M's, so it wasn't, like, money or anything. And I was just like, okay, I draw a card. What are the odds of this card actually helping me out? Does this combo of cards mean anything? And so, like, I just quietly would just say movie phrases of, like, yes, I see your bet and I raise. Or, and then I'd be like, I call. And then i just lay my cards down and be like, is this? <laughs> anything and other people at the table would be like no i'm like well i have two of this and two of that that's two pair right and they're like it needs to be higher than that and i'm like do you know how many different cards there are so anytime there's a movie scene with poker people are just like oh i have the duke's gambit in my hand or like uh, unfortunately my royal flush beats your royal swirl and i'm just like I don't know the rules of poker. I rely on the reactions of other people in the scene to tell me if this game is working or not. And Max is winning the poker game, apparently. But he uses his magic to change his cards. I don't know why. Because he wants to let his dad win. And his dad Ridiculous. puts down... I cannot believe Max authentically Listen, as won. as an older sister who had to let her younger sisters win so they wouldn't feel bad about themselves oh, yes. so Do many times. Do you remember the time I ran out of the room crying playing Star Wars Monopoly because Lauren purchased the Millennium Falcon Square before I could get to it? And I was so embarrassed because I knew I shouldn't be crying. But I'm like, it was the Millennium Falcon. That was the one thing I wanted in the game. And I just had to run away crying. But I don't think Max's dad would run away crying from this poker game with nickels and dimes. Listen, we don't know the backstory about them. I don't know. (laughs) We don't know if his dad is uh, extremely sensitive when it comes to poker. But anyway, Max uses his alien powers to change what his cards read. Yeah. I will say this. Um, our family uh, had to put a stop to playing a certain game at one point. 
And Emily, which of the siblings couldn't handle playing the game anymore? It was none of the siblings. It was our parental unit, um, <laughs> and we had to stop playing because so many names were getting called that um, we decided, as a family, we needed to put a pause on playing this specific game for my a while. favorite game. I will say that yeah. I'm not the best at, but I'm pretty up there. So, so like I said, we don't know the backstory. <laughs> Liz catches her dad going through her stuff and because he thinks it's drugs and they have what I would consider to be a very calm and rational discussion about it. Agreed. Which I probably would not have been that way if like someone were going through my things accusing me of like having drugs. I would be very upset. But she was, she has a much cooler head than I do. Uh, I'm imagining an alternate storyline where I am even more, uh, where I am extremely the family black sheep and you find <laughs> me in your room going through your stuff and you're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I saw you had drugs in your bag. I need them. And you could be like, Megan, <laughs> those are Skittles. <laughs> I don't know where that scene came from, but I feel like that happened to us in an alternate universe. There we go. I love it. So I really liked this episode because there's just a lot of like little vignettes going around and we get a lot of character development. So Alex and Isabel get some time away and they're sitting there looking at the stars. And Megan, what stars are they looking at? (laughs) They pull up the night sky and I'm like, wow, there's Orion. And she's like, and if you go a little bit to the right, there's Orion. And I was like, nice. I know that one, and I know the Big Dipper. I I have I don't know any others, but for the people who do, that's a skill that I don't have. Oh my gosh, hold on, I have to let Copper out once. Okay, should we pause? Okay, come on. Nope, we're just gonna leave the recording going. So that gives me time to sing and dance for you all to leave a special message for my sister Emily. Uh, Emily, you're so wonderful and so patient. Thank you for editing these podcasts. Um, thank you for being a good sport when I do bits at your expense. I'll try and make those more rare. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy you're my sister, even though I'm unhappy with watching Russell. I let him out before we record, uh-huh. and he's great. And then all of a sudden, he's like, just kidding. So... Thank you for letting me pause. Oh, did you pause your recording? No, sorry. Okay, good. for letting us like. I'm like, I did not pause. I talked the whole time you were gone. <laughs> like I said, Alex and Isabel are off doing their thing, looking at the stars and everything. And Alex brings up the point that he's like, look, even though we didn't get to go on our movie date, I'm glad we got to go on this date. And Isabel pumps the brakes real hard. She's like, she's like a date? <laughs> I, did, I didn't think it was a date. It can't be a date. I'm like, Isabel, come on. What's the definition of a date? It's planned ahead, you're paired off, and it's usually paid for. This would have been a date. And Alex is just devastated. And I think Isabel's reasoning, it didn't have anything to do with Alex. It had to do with, oh, I can't make other connections because of who I am and what I am. Because it's just Michael and Max and Isabel. I'm a <laughs> I know where that's from. I just was very unexpected. I can't, never mind. 
So Alex is very sad. Everyone has gone to bed now and Max and Isabel sneak out of their tent so they can go look for the sighting or, you know, the alien or whoever. Liz sees them. She also sneaks off to find them. And as she's caught up with them, Maria shows up and she goes, I knew it. I knew that you would try. You and Max would try and sneak off and have a midnight tryst. And she turns to Isabel and she's like, please tell me you're also here to talk them out of it. <laughs> I just love that. Where like all this alien stuff is going on and Maria's all about relationship, relationship. They all decide to go off together. Uh, Valenti follows them. Inappropriate. Follows them. Stop stalking these children. <laughs> Um, and then Kyle, in true Kyle fashion, is also following them. Uh, which we don't find out until Valenti's, like, tracked them to the, the final moment. And, like, Kyle comes in and actually ends up distracting Valenti in a key story beat. We'll get to it in a second. But um, I just want to bring this up now because Kyle has a great line about this. And he's like, Dad, I don't know why you're hunting max evans and i'm like that's exactly what he's doing he's stalking him he's just in the way all the time he's always there he's bad being inappropriate inappropriate and he brings up some family history so we get more and more insight and he's just like how many times did you tell me where grandma was home by herself crying you and her alone while grandpa was off chasing some crazy alien spaceman you know, and he goes, looks like basically he's telling his dad history is repeating itself. And he goes, why do you, he goes, he says, do you think, I don't know if he says the reason is, or do you think the reason is uh, why you aren't close with your, your dad anymore is because you were always a low priority in his life. Basically, how do you think I feel? And I'm like, wow, Kyle, Kyle's the making those best. connections. I love Kyle. Kyle's really like working on himself mm -hmm. and some of the other characters could uh could take note so so that has given the sheriff stuff to think about but the in the meantime the kids have veered too close to um where the fbi has kind of cordoned everything off and they're getting chased um, with... i'm sorry i think you mean the fibby <laughs> or what did what did phoebe. Phoebe call him again phoebe phoebe um they're all getting chased by men and dogs and they're getting closer and closer and they realize they can't get away. So Liz volunteers herself and Maria to stay behind and get quote unquote caught while Isabel and Max go look for more clues. Mm -hmm. So they do, which I was just like, wow, that's a really, yeah. Cause, go for, cause you know. Liz was like, we can just tell them that we got lost. We wandered away mm -hmm. from camp. And so that's what they do. They eventually tell them that Maria's just like, I couldn't handle the disgusting toilets at the campsite. So Liz came with me and then we got lost. Which, you know what? On a, listen, Absolutely. this is, this is going to sound a little stereotypical, but on a father, camping date, whatever, if you tell your dad, I have to go pee in the woods, he's going to be like, okay. <laughs> and the say drop toilets do stink. Drop toilets they are, are disgusted. So, yep. Um, so Isabel and Max get away and they meet up with Michael and Riverdog, who they basically all came to the same spot because they found it. They found the spot that they were going to be in. Oh, on the way there. Dang it. Sorry, guys. I'm just jumping around. On the way there, Riverdog fell, broke his oh, ankle. Yeah. 
And Michael's like, you fix it. <laughs> and River Dog's like, what? And Michael's like, you're an alien. You're my dad, the alien. And River Dog's like, buddy, I'm really not. And Michael's like, oh, fine. I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't care anyway. Dead anyway. Um, and he fixes the ankle. And at first, I was like, "Don't let him do it. He'll fuse all the bones together. It won't work." <laughs> um, but he touches River Dog's ankle and uh, has a reaction to it. He sees some more stuff, like him in the desert with the stars above his head and like symbols on the ground, and so he has like alien-ish vision. Um, but we don't really dwell on that. We just keep going and uh so max isabel michael and river dog have come to this particular spot where there is a symbol in the grass uh burned into the grass and the three aliens crouch down over it and put their hands over it and it starts to glow which is very cool and they realize this means nesato is here he's arrived it's a clue it's a clue you got a clue but listen i do not think this new guy is gonna be great if we ever do catch up with this new alien, I think they are, in fact, going to be awful. Okay, I'm going to write that down. That Megan, Megan, Megan's guess. Megan's guess is that all their hopes and dreams are garbage. Macedo <laughs> <laughs> equals awful. Got that written down. Okay. Then, of course, Valenti shows up because, aha, I've caught you meddling kids where you shouldn't be. And Max hurries up. And erases the symbol. He makes the grass grow back. And so that's new alien powers. Uh, We're going to call that chloromancy. (laughs) Or uh, I guess it's it's bottom. No. Okay. Chloromancy sounds like chloroform. And bottomancy sounds like robotics. So botanic. Botanic mancy. But Nancy, no. <laughs> okay, what's a different what's a different magical suffix besides Mancy? Like, uh, we've got now. All I can think of is like arithmancy and okay. astronomy and cryptomancy. We got what's the what's the turgy? Okay, uh, what like sang- what is that sanguiturgy? It's blood magic stuff it's fantasy it's not real um i heard something very different and i'm not gonna say what i thought i heard okay uh so we're gonna call this (laughs) yes my brain's not giving me anything okay plants green growing things hedge hedge hedgeturgy nope i hate it there is no name for this it's just an alien power Alien molecular magic. I'm sorry that that tangent went nowhere. <laughs> um. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I'm just. We're so close to the end. We gotta keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the end, the sheriff gets nothing. He has. A lot to think about because Kyle basically called him out on like his awful, awful behavior. Okay. But, but here's the sad thing is that Kyle is like, this is exactly what your dad did to you. Dad, I'm not a priority for you. Whatever thing grandpa's going off on, now you're getting lost to it too. All of this stuff. Sheriff Valenti does not have a follow-up scene with his son to apologize. 
Sheriff Valenti goes to see his own father and be like, Dad, you were right. And I'm like, Valenti, you're going the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you'll recall, at the beginning of the episode when the sheriff was talking to Rocky and trying to get any information out of him he could, the guy's like, listen, I'm not someone who sees aliens around every corner because you know what they do to those people? They lock them up in the loony bin. And guess where his dad is? Uh, locked up in a loony bin. Their words, not mine. With their words, very not lax security. <laughs> <laughs> like, Valenti's standing in the doorway, staring at the room full of patients, and an orderly comes up to him. And Valenti's like, is Joseph Valenti Sr. here? And the orderly is like, okay, who wants to know? And it's like, I'm his son. And the orderly's like, yeah, okay, that sounds right. Yeah, he's all right over there. And I'm like, buddy, pal, friendo, <laughs> you gotta like check some ID or have somebody sign in in a visitor's log. Mm-hmm. So that's how the episode ends. Um, I loved this one. Again, I've never seen this one before. It was adorable. I loved all the character building moments they had. Mm-hmm. I loved Kyle's like get to the heart of the issue moments. I loved seeing Alex's dad being this nervous little, you know, professor dude who was nervous to go camping because of the alien sighting. Like I loved everything about this. I loved it. Because also they get information that doesn't get taken away from them about yeah. who they are. Oh my gosh, they finally get they finally get to take the information away from somebody else. <laughs> oh, how the tables turn. The turntables. Anyways, that one, uh, much better than the yeah, week before. It's it's way better. It got a lot more solid this week. I would say Heat Wave mm-hmm. is probably my least favorite episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say this one is probably my favorite so far. Nice. Nice. Okay. Oh, so you brought this up as we were watching the opening credits and you go... Guest star is John Doe. Yeah. Guess what I have in my notes for Heat Wave? What? John Doe guest star. Who is John Who Doe? Is, is John that her dad? Doe? Is that Liz's dad? Is it one of the dads? Yeah, was Liz's dad in the... Heat Wave? Was he the coach? Who's John no, Doe? He's the... I don't know. Uh, don't Google at... anything because. No, you look no it don't. Up. You look it up. Okay. <laughs> I am. <laughs> don't do anything. Okay, but don't. You. No. Would you look it up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> John Doe. Yes, that is that is um, Liz's dad, it looks like. Okay. He's also, a, he co-founded LA Punk Band X, of which he is still an active member. All right. So very cool. Nice. Yes. Yeah. John Doe is his, his stage name, actually, his professional name. His name's John Nomanson. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Ducac, Duchac, Duchac. Spell it for me. D U C H A C. Yeah, probably. I don't know. There you go. So yeah. So anyway, that is Into the Woods, which, you know, that was really fun. It was a fun episode. It was nice to have a, a, a fun episode. What is that? Somebody's using a power tool somewhere in my apartment. Good thing we're finished with this episode. <laughs> 
good thing. Um, really quick, next episode is episode 13, and it's called The Convention. And Meg, I want to hear what you think is going to happen. All right. Um, Max's boss, who we did see a little bit in this episode. I don't think we mentioned him at all, but That's like right. Max's boss has a little side story where he's trying to figure out the truth about the sighting as well. Um, and he gets arrested he gets for arrested. trespassing. Uh, he is going to an alien lovers convention or like an alien convention is going to be in town at Roswell and our alien, the place where Max works, what's it called? The UFO center. The UFO center is going to be a hub of activity and we're going to get some uh, specialists from out of town. Like a lot of them will be just fans, but some of them will be, have actual scientific weight behind what they bring uh, and they're going to be suspicious of Max in particular. We're going to find out somebody who knew the person who lived in the dome house they drove to out in the desert. And uh, we're going to start showing people, do you know what the symbol is? And uh, knowledge is going to get into the wrong hands. That's my guess for the convention. Perfect. Hey, Emily. Yeah. Have you seen the next episode? Nope. Huh. I have not. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so I'm really excited to watch more. I don't know why it's taking me 20 years to watch all the episodes. Because they didn't, I could, because we had limited technology back then and I had to earn all my money. All my money went to college and not frivolous things like DVDs. And look where it's gotten us. <laughs> <laughs> now we are we two just spend sisters. quality time together. We are two sisters with a giant backlog of podcast things because I haven't made our logo yet. I'm <laughs> I'm the Hold up. I was trying to think of a <laughs> I was trying to think of a metaphor or a simile for that and I couldn't. You're the bottleneck. I'm the bottle. I am the ever given. <laughs> <laughs> I am costing this podcast nation billions of listeners a day <laughs> because I am the ever given stuck in the Suez Canal of our podcast production. <laughs> Anyways, Megan, as always... Thank you for watching this with me. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you. So until next week when I make you view stuff. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. All right. I got to get back to storyboarding. I'm going to go edit this podcast so we can have more. I believe in you. I believe in you. Ready? Ready? Break. break. Really? Because I felt like I could not stay on topic for like two seconds at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in to My Sister Made Me View It, the Roswell 1999 edition. Roswell. 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 No. No. Okay. That's not what I was trying to do. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to do like the wind across the New Mexico desert. Oh, okay. Roswell. Good job. <laughs>
I hope my cat farts in your face. I, I was worried about that. He's just sitting there with his tailless butt right in front of my face. Um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. We have so much fun doing this, and we're so happy you're here listening to us. If you can't get enough of us, guess what? We do a whole other coverage. We do. Of a book this time, and it's called... The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Mm -hmm. Book one of the Stormlight Archive. Dun, dun, dun. So that episode actually goes up for The Way of Kings. That's going to go up December 23rd. So... Christmas Adam. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it's created the day before... One spare rib from from Gwen. All right, well, I've incapacitated Emily, so I'll wrap this up. Our next Wave Kings episode comes out uh, Thursday, December the 23rd. And then you're going to get another Roswell on New Year's Adam. Uh, <laughs> December 30th. Oh no. So if you need more of that delightful banter, that's where you're gonna get it. You can also check us out on our Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at SisMadeMeViewIt, where we are posting more pictures than we used to, which is. Oh my gosh, I have a new phone. It actually takes, <laughs> takes good pictures. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, check those out for usually cat pics. Cat pics. Dog pics. Some dog pics. Mostly cat pics because they're adorable. Mm-hmm. Special thanks to Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm. We appreciate you so much, Michael. Thank you. I haven't watched Arcane yet, but I will, Michael. I promise. So hope your guys' holiday season is going well and that if you're doing finals, you're doing well and they're almost over and... I don't know what else people do during the holiday season besides get ready for the holidays, which I have done zero prep work for because... That's not true. You pung Christmas lights throughout the entire house. I mean presents for people, which is the most important thing about Christmas. Vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, hope you guys are doing great. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to those who have messaged us telling us how much you enjoyed this. We just, that makes our little hearts so happy. Shout out to friend of the pod, Ted. <laughs> we appreciate you so much. So, but if you guys have a spare minute uh, and are feeling in the holiday mood, it's spirit, the holiday season, leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> you head out to Apple iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. That would be the best Christmas present ever. And we'd super appreciate it. Anyways, we're going to wrap this up. We think you guys are great. We believe in you. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs>